Welcome back. Joining me now as we unpack the day's market moves is Caroline Kremen from AdviceWorks. Thank you so much for your time, Caroline. Let's start off with something that I'm really, really, really confused about when it comes to the European Central Bank. They keep on coming up with these tools that are quite complicated for the layman. And so, of course, this is why we have you to watch our markets. <laughs> so, of course, after um, uh, announcing that 75 basis point hike on uh, the interest rates, a third consecutive hike at that mm -hmm. this year, they also said that they would be uh, changing the conditions of European bank lending. I'm not sure exactly what that means. We need someone to lay it down for us in simple English, please. <laughs> Okay, well, it's actually quite simple. Um, central banks, including the European Central Bank, have lent out money to banks and to other financial institutions. But remember that they lent this money out in the times when interest rates actually weren't that high. Now yeah. that interest rates are increasing, you know, it, 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 it really isn't worthwhile for them to actually keep that out there. They're trying to shrink their balance sheet and they're trying to get, you know, it's like I lend you something at a very, very low rate of return and I want a higher rate of return, so I want you to pay it back quickly. So they're trying to make it as unattractive as possible so that those loans do come back. Oh, okay. All right. Now I, can, I, I get it. Because I, all this complicated language, please, someone just simplify it for us. But thank you very much for that, Caroline. What did you think of the third consecutive rate hike by the ECB? And of course, the challenge that they have in terms of keeping that balance and, and trying not to tip the economy over into a recession? Yeah, look, I think it's the same issue that we, we're seeing in all central banks, including the US Fed. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunately all of these banks are relying on pay past data. They don't want to sink the economies, but they don't want to get inflation running wild either. And I think both from the ECB's statements and also from the Fed, they seem to think that the running wild of inflation is the worst option. So it does, you know, despite what you're hearing among market commentators, it really does appear as if they're going to err on the side of caution and remain conservative rather than, you know, especially over the winter period, you've got to think that especially in the European Union, you're going through the winter period, gas prices are We don't know what inflation is going to look like at the end. Markets took it a good way. I would be very cautious because I think they're reading too much into it. Yeah. Let's talk about the Fed, actually, because we did get some good news coming out uh, on the GDP front. Of course, bad news uh, because markets see it as though it will embolden the Fed to be more hawkish at the next meeting. But what kind of pressure is the Fed facing? Because you have that meeting coming in in November, a few days before the midterm election. Yes, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, the Fed seems to be politically neutral. I mean, obviously, they, they, they do listen to all of the rhetoric around them. But, um, you know, especially now that you're almost in a crisis, you know, they called it wrong Apollo 2021. They're not going to listen to a politician to drag them one way or the other as much as, you know, <laughs> certain groups would, would want them to. Yeah. So, so it's almost a certainty that there's going to be a 75 basis point hike um, here next week. And then we'll have to see what happens in December. But, um, you know, just looking at the, the U.S. GDP figures, you know, they were up. But on the other hand, the reason that they were up was that there was really lower consumer demands for imports. Mm. Now, that actually does signal, um, you know, potential consumer softening and, you know, a slow lead into a recession next year. Ah, all right. Let's take a look at Astral. I was mm. quite confused um, when I actually uh, saw... Yeah. 
the performance for FY22 reporting that um, their, their, their headline earnings mm. were more than double. And then you had that share price slumping about 15%. Was it all the outlook that ruined sentiment there? It's an outlook. And even if you don't hold Astral, I do recommend people go and actually read um, these results because yeah. it is the second half that is really, really interesting. So what they have done today, yeah, their headline earnings per share were up 118%. You mm-hmm. know, it was off a low base, but but still, yeah. you know, they really did have very, very good sales. But it's what they're saying about the outlook that is interesting um, and, and that is really going to impact consumers very, very directly, really in the pocket, is that they are struggling with higher feed prices. Yeah. Um, we haven't yet seen those higher feed prices resulting from the war in Ukraine and other issues come into our system yet. And because companies, obviously the results are, are not covering covering the period where they're having to pay that high, those higher feed prices. Yeah. Astro's clearly warning, and, and uh, one of the things they said in there is quite interesting, extraordinarily high feed prices sure and that's and right now they're subsidizing prices to consumers they say that is unsustainable so you can expect that in the new year that the prices of chicken and all the other things that you buy are going to become materially more expensive Mm. i don't know how to feel about that caroline because i eat chicken almost every day so yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I might I might have to go vegan. <laughs> Let's take a look at uh, EOH. Um, they actually came out with, uh, I think, an, um, solid operational numbers. So 80% improvement in uh, the operating profit. Gross margin up 28% uh, from 26 I think it looks like operationally the machine is moving. And they're moving to also finalize their capital structure and getting leaner. Mm. Is this a good enough performance to restore investor confidence in the company? It's okay, um, you know, okay. and, and uh, I do think management has done an awful lot to, to, you know, to turn that company around, not only from a capital structure point of view, but also from a reputational point of view. I think, you know, there are a lot of people in the industry have very high regard for that management team. I think the problem that is happening now, it's it's, it's kind of not the right environment for them. You know, we, we don't mm. like tech consulting businesses okay. <laughs> and that much. We, you know, we kind of prefer our bricks and mortar and our food producers. Uh. So I don't think when they do start to, you know, get the wheels really on the ground, possibly the share price at this point is not going to reflect the good work that they're actually doing, uh. unfortunately. Okay, I hear you on that point. Right, well, let's get to your stock pick for today. Not a stock pick, it's cash. And it's not oh. that I'm chickening out, <laughs> but it comes, it comes back to that discussion about the, the US Fed. Yeah. 75 basis points next week. The market, and, and if you look at the commentary on financial news and financial newspapers, one day it's, well, we're, we think the Fed is not going to hike as aggressively. Then it's, oh, they're going to hike we see inflation yeah unfortunately when you have statements like that in a market it creates an enormous amount of volatility the problem is also if people start to think things are going to be a little bit more positive the fed is going to be a little bit less hawkish and markets rise and then they do come out with the 75 basis point hike in december you're going to see a lot of disappointment in a time in the market where there's very little volume yeah so be cautious Hold your cash, 
till mid-December and then we'll relook at it. Yeah, it seems that markets are always ready to clutch at straws. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, it is a wait-and-see game. Yeah, it is a wait-and-see game. Well, thank you very much for your time, Caroline, and for your analysis today. That was Caroline Kremen from AdviceWix.